Again, Happy New Year. One of the things that I love about the new year is it's a chance to renew, to restart, to refresh. 2017 is behind us and 2018 is right in front of us. We're right in the middle of it. One of the things that I love about the new year is the fact that we get to make new plans. We get to make new goals. And many of us, we start the year with New Year's resolutions. And usually for the first month of the year, things go really wonderful. We're very motivated. We're highly encouraged. But come right around the middle of February, some of us, we lose a little motivation. We're disappointed. We're frustrated. And the goal that we set to lose weight, the only thing we lost was motivation. And I think part of the challenge is that we overestimate the power of a yearly resolution to get us to our destiny. Now, it's important for us to set goals and to make plans. But I also believe that daily decisions are important. And I believe that daily decisions, not yearly resolutions, is what determines our destiny. The decisions we make each and every day determine where we end up at the end of the year. Now, here at Westover, we're actually looking forward to this year being all about stronger families. If I had to say our yearly resolution as a church is to build stronger families. God desires for us to build stronger families, but the daily decisions that we have to make in order to end up at the, year, at, at the end of the year having a stronger family is to build a stronger faith. Because at Westover... A strong faith builds strong families. And a strong faith is the foundation of a stronger family. And if there's one thing that I want us to keep in mind today is that very thing. Is that a strong faith is the foundation of a stronger family. On the other hand though, a wavering faith is a foundation for a weaker family. And we see this play out in the books of Exodus and Joshua with the nation of Israel. At this point, I would invite you to go ahead and open up your Bible app or your Westover app. We have notes of there available for you so that you can follow along. But before I get into the text today, I want us to set the scene for just a moment. At this point in Joshua, the book of Joshua, Joshua's been given the assignment to lead the nation of Israel out of the wilderness into the promised land. Now, this isn't the first time that God has worked to move the nation of Israel out of the wilderness and into the promised land. Some 40 years before, Moses had the assignment, who's the leader of the nation of Israel, to lead the nation of Israel out of the wilderness and into the promised land. But they weren't able to step into the promised land because they had a weak and wavering faith. Their weak and wavering faith disqualified them from stepping into the promised land. God desires for us to step into the promised land, but it often requires us to build a strong faith. And so what Joshua does in in this chapter of Joshua 24 is he actually gathers the entire nation of Israel together and he says, I'm going to challenge us to have a strong faith. He actually has the leaders take one step forward and he says, let's build a strong faith together. So I want to invite us to to look at verse 14 and following, Joshua 24. 
He said to the people, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. And then he makes a declaration. He says, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. God is inviting us today to make that same declaration. To say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I believe that God wants to move us forward. But one of the things that we've got to be mindful of is there's often a tendency, if we're not careful, to pick up the worship habits of the culture. And this is what actually happened in this nation of Israel. They had a bad habit of picking up the worship and the culture of the people that they lived around. And Joshua's saying, be different. Don't be like your parents. Build a strong faith. Advance your family into the promised land. And that's the same challenge that the Lord is giving us today. Today I want to share with us four ways we can build strong faith as a family. Number one, set the example. Set the example. Verse 14 says, now fear the Lord. Now this word fear does not mean that we are afraid of God or that we disconnect from God. This word fear actually means to have a deep respect and awe for who God is. This earlier generation, the reason they didn't get to step in to the promised land is because they were more interested in pleasing the culture around them. They were unwilling to have a solid, strong faith. And that's why they picked up the culture of the people that they were living among. God desires for us to set the example, not follow the example. Just because it's on cable or online doesn't mean we need to watch it. Just because someone posts something on Facebook doesn't mean we need to like it. Just because someone shares an opinion on Twitter doesn't mean we need to retweet it. God desires for us as parents and as a community to set the example, not follow the example. Now, I had a great example growing up from my parents. My parents loved the Lord and they, they spent their life teaching us how to love Jesus. In fact, up to the ninth grade, I was homeschooled and one of the things that we would do is my parents would gather us in the morning and we would sit and we would read God's word and we would pray and we would memorize verses. Now, some days were really great and then there was other days when I just wanted to sleep in. I just wanted to stay asleep, but they insisted and we would grumble and we would complain. But now I realize what they were doing. They were teaching us to love the Lord. They were teaching us to have a deep respect for God. They were teaching us that God is important in life. But there were also other things that they did in their life that made a difference and made an impact in my experience. And what they did was, is while we were driving down the road, my mom would be listening to Christian music. Or we'd be listening to Focus on the Family. And every time Dr. Dobson would say something, my mom would look back at us and say, that's for you, that's for you. Or we would listen to Chuck Swindoll. And I will tell you, even now, even today, I listen to Focus on the Family and I listen to Chuck Swindoll. And, and that, in those formative years, they set the example for me about who God is and why God is important. 
But I will tell you the thing that made the greatest impact was something I saw from my father. I could see in my mind's eye my dad sitting at the dinner table, right at the head of the table with his Bible open. And he was reading God's word and he was praying. And that left a mark on my heart. And now as a parent, I want to do the same thing. I want to teach my kids that God is important, but I also want them to catch a love for God because a deep respect for God is both taught and caught. Parents, we need to teach our kids to love Jesus, but they also need to see it from our example that God is important in our life because a faith is built at home and it's strengthened here at church. If we are fortunate enough, us as a ministry, we will only get about 40 to 60 hours a year with your kids and your students. Only 40 to 60 hours a year. But you have, as parents, 3,000 hours. That's an opportunity for you to invest in them, to pour into them, to share the gospel with them, to tell them that God is important. And this year we have committed as a church to equip you to win. We want you to invest God in their heart. We want them to catch a vision for who God is and his plan and his purpose for them. And we are going to do it. You're going to hear from us about how you can maximize your time as a family, how you can show love to them in a meaningful way, how you can build a faith a faith that will stand up in the culture. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is through our Strong Family Conference. In the month of March, we have a two-day experience that we've designed with you in mind. The whole purpose is to help you learn how to win as a family. We're going to have a family worship moment where you're going to be able to gather with your students and your teens and they're going to be able to see you worship God and they're going to be able to hear a message about kindness and how God expects us to be kind to our friends and to our family and to the people we encounter at HEB and the people that we meet at the bus stop wherever we are God expects us to be kind and God is going to help us do this parents If you have a desire in your heart as a parent to go to the next level, the Strong Family Conference is an event you don't want to miss. And if you're willing to accept a challenge today, this is one daily decision that if we decide today, it will pay dividends in the future of our family. And I invite you to text the the words level up to the number on our screen. Do it now. Text the words level up to the number on our screen. You will get a way to register for the conference and we want to see you there. And if you happen to have any questions or you're unsure, we actually have people out at the resource center right after service who can answer your questions. I will be there. We want to invest in you. We want you to set the example. God expects that of us and we want to empower you guys to do the same. The second way that we live out a strong faith in our family is we live it out. We live it out. Verse 14 says, Serve him with all faithfulness. God desires for us to serve him in every area of our life, whether we're at home or we're at work or we're at school or our students are at school, whether we're by ourselves, whether we're with friends or family, wherever we are, we can serve him. And God desires for us to serve him through all avenues, all the way, With all people, 
God desires for us to serve him with all faithfulness. And the reason why is because kids and teens will follow what we model. Kids and teens will follow what parents model. Parents, our kids are watching us each and every moment. We don't get to push the pause button on our life. They see everything that we do. Some of us as parents, we are not quite as intentional about what we say while we drive along the road. Sometimes we say things to people who are driving right beside us. And guess what? They can't hear you. But there are people sitting right behind you who are listening. I remember a song I learned in Sunday school that said, Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. And oh, be careful little mouth what you say. And what our kids see and what our kids hear and what our kids say is partly our responsibility. What we say do and what we hear influences how they do life. God desires for us to live out our faith in all areas and at all times. And God's going to empower us to do it. But we must be willing to serve him with all faithfulness. Number three, the third way to build a strong faith in your family is to talk it up. To talk it up. Verse 15 says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Joshua had a conversation with the nation of Israel. And he said, you must choose for yourselves. But he also expected the people, the heads of the family, to go back to their own family and say, we will serve the Lord. There's an implied conversation that goes there. We decide as parents to serve the Lord, and then we communicate to our family that we will serve the Lord as well. Because faith conversations shape how a family decides. Faith conversations shape how a family decides. Here's what I mean. Faith in its most basic form is what someone believes and what they values. And when we talk about what we believe and what we value, it shapes how we as a family decide. It also shapes how our kids and teens make decisions. For example, my eight-year-old son, Aiden, he loves Star Wars. And the reason he loves Star Wars is because his papa, Jim, his papa, Pastor Jim, loves Star Wars. He's heard about Rey. He's heard about Han Solo. He's heard about Darth Vader. He's heard about all the characters in Star Wars. And he loves Star Wars because someone in his life loves Star Wars. He's heard it talked up. My kids love the Spurs. At least they should love the Spurs. And if they don't love the Spurs, I'm going to make sure they love the Spurs. My kids, they also love Whataburger. They love Whataburger because my wife and I, we love Whataburger. The other reason they love Whataburger is because if they don't, then they go hungry. <laughs> they will love Whataburger because if they don't, they're not going to have anything to eat. Faith conversations shape how a family makes decisions. And the truth is, is that our kids and our teens and our students, they will have a faith. They will believe something. They will either believe our faith or the faith of, a cult, of the culture. And the culture wants to provide to them an alternative faith about who God is, what lifestyle choices we make, and what morality is. And I'm here to say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We, I will put a 
flag in the ground saying, we will talk it up, we will do different. One of the ways that we talk faith in our family with our young kids is we tell them who we are and what we do. We began by saying, we are Mussets and we love Jesus. And one of the things that we're very careful to mention to our kids is this, is that we are not better than anyone else. No one's better than us. We are just different. And that is okay. We often tell our kids things like, we do the right thing even when it's hard. We are kind to our friends even when they are not. We do the right thing because God expects that of us. And if you happen to be a parent of a student, here's some things that I want to encourage us to do. Not only tell them what they should and shouldn't do, but also explain to them the reason why. For example, we can say to them, church is important because God is important. We don't gossip or bully people because God created that other person and they deserve respect. We don't share specific things online because we can't take that back, but more importantly, we are a a reflection of who Jesus is. God desires for us to do different, to talk it up. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to talk up our faith instead of talking it down. And I just want to challenge the parents. Some of us, we grew up in homes where the only time we heard God mentioned was in a statement of frustration. Oh my God, or some other version of that. God desires for us to elevate the conversation, to keep it positive. Because what we believe and what we value is what they will catch. And how we talk about it makes an impact into whether they believe that our faith is real and that God is real and that God has a plan and a purpose for them. They will embrace it if we are willing to embrace it. God desires for us to talk it up. Number one, set the example. Number two, live it out. Number three, talk it up. And number four, and finally, take a stand. Verse 15 says, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. God desires for us to draw a line in the sand and say, we will decide. Because a non-decision is a decision. We have to decide. We have to choose for ourselves. I love this quote by Pastor Craig Rochelle that says, the decisions we make today determine the story we'll tell tomorrow. There's a story that God wants us to tell at the end of 2018. And the truth is, all of us are telling us our, ourselves a story about 2017. Some of us, it's about success and fruitfulness. Maybe somebody in our family graduated from high school and got a scholarship and are now in college. Maybe we finished our degree finally. Maybe we got a new job and a, and a promotion. Maybe we're closer as a family. Maybe there's a, a repairing in a marriage. God has brought, brought you and your spouse back together. But for others of us, For others of us, the story we're saying about 2017 is that it was full of disappointment. There's there's been friction in the marriage. There's been challenge. There's been disconnection. And while the story of 2017 is past, the story of 2018 is not yet written. There's hope. There's hope. And it begins by us saying, as for me and my household, today... And every day, we will choose to serve the Lord. We will choose to serve the Lord. 
And with that said, I want to challenge our parents today. Take a stand. We have a strong faith challenge. And this challenge, what we want you to do is we want you to have a weekly talk and a daily deposit with your kids and your students. The weekly talk is a 10-minute moment once a week where you spend time, you take a time out, you put your phone away, you turn off the TV, and you just have a connect moment with them. FaceTime with them is more important than Facebook. God desires for us to connect. And there's only two guidelines for these conversations. Number one, that these conversations stay positive. And number two, that we as parents, we're silent half the time. We need to create space for conversation. Because if we're talking the whole time, it's not a conversation, it's a lecture. And I don't know about you, but I've never gotten very far with just lecturing my kids. It, their, their, their eyes glaze over and they're just waiting for me to finish. But when we engage them in conversation and in a dialogue, it makes a difference. Let's have a weekly talk. And it can happen anywhere. You can decide as a family. Maybe with your daughter, if you have a small daughter, maybe it is baking cookies. Or maybe it's uh, making a bracelet. Or maybe for your son, maybe it's going to go get a Frosty. Or, or maybe it's shooting baskets. Or maybe your, your, your child or student is old enough that you can ask him and say, hey, well, what do you want to do? And you let them set the agenda. I just hear in my heart a dream that God wants to reconnect families, that he wants to draw us closer to one another. That's the thing that's whispering in my heart. That's what he's telling me about my family. He desires for my wife and I to be closer. He desires for my wife and I to be closer to our kids. That's God's dream for 2018, a stronger, a stronger family. And a daily deposit is just a three-minute moment. Maybe before school, or maybe before homework, or before dinner time, or before bed. But just a brief moment to invest in them. To say, I love you. You're important to me. I value you. God loves you. Some of us as parents, we spend so much time just trying to correct them and trying to get them to do the right thing. And they hear us frustrated all the time. I believe in my heart that if we're willing to deposit positive things in their heart, they will then receive discipline and correction with an open heart. They may not like it, but they will know that we love them. And kids and students need to know that. They need to know that God is not only a God of righteousness, but that he's also a God of love because we are examples. Our strong faith will impact how they do life. And that's the dream. Parents, can we take the challenge? Can we say yes? Are we willing to take a stand? Are we willing to say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord? Some of you are here and you're hungry for something and God wants to meet you at your point of need. He loves you. He values you. And what he's saying, if you want a stronger family in 2018, seek me out. Build a stronger family. At this point, I want to invite our, our entire congregation to stand, whether you're on the main floor or up in the balcony.
and I just want to share my heart. There's a dream burning in my heart for what I believe God wants to do. He wants to advance us. God loves you and we love you. He wants us to go to the next level. He wants us to build a strong faith. He wants us to build a strong family. And if I can just say to you, I believe you can do it. God believes you can do it. God needs you to do it. Your kids and your students need you to do it. And all it starts with is us being willing to say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And as we pray, I pray that you will pray that prayer. Say, God, I will do it. I'll take a stand. I'll do the challenge. I'll go to the conference. I'll do anything it takes to take my family in the direction that you have ordained. Let's go to the Lord and let's pray. God, you've challenged us today. You've helped us realize that a strong faith is the foundation of a stronger family. And I pray, Lord, that you would put your hand of blessing upon each family represented here. I pray that you would empower them through your Holy Spirit so that they can take their family to the next level. And at the end of 2018, they can say, what a mighty God we serve. You have been so faithful. You have taken my family above and beyond what I could even imagine or even think. God, we believe in you. We decide today, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We draw a line in the sand and we, get, we are on board with you. We say all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people can say, Amen. Amen. We are delighted that you're here with us for the first weekend of 2018. If you need more information about the Strong Family Conference, meet us in the Resource Center. God bless you. And we are dismissed.